All we have to do is commit ourselves to three things. Hard work, fervent prayer, and false advertising. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where tonight we are giving away $1 million to a very what? lucky listener. Are we able to get in on that, too? <laughs> I listen. Do you really listen? <laughs> what was the last episode you listened to? Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we're going to get... <laughs> well, we're giving away something. If it's not a million dollars, it might be uh, a hug or something like that. It'll be something, I'll take though. I'll one of those, too. It'll be a million dollars, <laughs> asterisk, or, uh, or something else. Tonight we're going to be <laughs> giving something away, uh, but tonight is the the Nerdy Godcast where faith and fandom come together. We're going to be talking all things Christ culture and nerd culture, the things that make you geek out and give glory to God. But I'm not going to be doing it by myself because to my left he is the best at being the worst. With me as always, it's Stevo Supremo. Greetings, salutations. Greetings and salutations to you, sir. Hi. <laughs> you are a ball Steven, of energy. You're deflated. It was a long day. It, that's exactly okay. You gotta get like like start the, the the reset button like right when you come in here, come in with like a spring in your step, a song in your heart, whistle a show tune, something. Give us a little more, Stephen. Hey, how you doing? All right, Krusty the Clown, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> right here on the show, moving across the table. He is often imitated, never duplicated, and tonight he's got this weird like raspy man voice. It's the big man, Quentin Gregory Knapp. Everybody, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> you got like a little a little Bill Clinton there. Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, um, that's it. It's good to have you tonight, man. You uh, got getting over a little sickies? Yeah, I was sick over the weekend, so now I'm just trying to um, heal my throat. Gotcha. Aww, which has yeah. been awful. Just bless him, Lord. Bless him. Well, so, protect your instrument, man. Only say things that are going to be brilliant and clever tonight, all right? Okay. Uh, It'll in, be few and far between. <laughs> sitting in between the two of them, she is salty and sweet and conveniently pocket-sized. It is Jackie freaking Wilson. Hello. Hi, Jackie. Hi. What's up, girl? Um, Good lot, talk. Lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you have to think about it, the answer is nothing. Nothing of interest to you guys anyway. Uh, well, I was uh, I tied a rubber hose to a car bumper just so I could sit and watch itself try to detangle itself. <laughs> That was my day. What did you do? Uh, sewing. That's what? what I do. Did you sew? Yeah, I was what doing are you sewing. sewing. Uh, <sighs> just fixing up some dresses, so finishing projects that I started. I'm Aww. super excited because you actually, I don't want to, to tilt your hand here, but you've got a couple of little cosplay deals yes. in the works. Yes, I'm waiting till I can finish getting uh, some of the materials before I start, but I'm very excited uh, for the opportunity. Rock and roll. I'm sure you'll share it with all of it's us when the time comes. And uh, rounding out our squared circle here, she is sometimes sassy, always classy. It is the lovely Lady Lismati. Hello, friends. Hello, Lismati. That was a, a tribute to Alexandra Murica because I was thinking of her. Yeah, she's off doing the Lord's work. Keep praying for her, Mm -hmm. Alexandria. We love her very much, and she is our friend. Uh, Well, my name is Tony T. If I didn't introduce myself in the next few minutes, we're going to be talking all things Christ culture and nerd culture. And over in the booth making us sound really good is uh, the genius himself keeping his buckets of bolt flying. It's our very own resident smart guy, Nicholas W. Sadler. Hello. Hi, Nick. Hi. 
All right, real talk, Nick. All right, we we need to have a conversation, you and I, sir. Intensity. All right, this is this is you and I, man you to man. Okay, and, I. and I'm not trying to put any pressure on you. I don't want to make this awkward, but but we we just got to get this on the table here. Mm. When when is Jessica coming back? I don't know. How has she been able to live? What is this a temporary arrangement? How has she been able to live separated by all these miles from you for this long, man? Lots and lots of FaceTime. <laughs> well, I'm sure, man, but uh, you know, I don't know. Just uh, I just feel like it's it's time. It's time for you to just draw a line in the sand and say, "Woman." <laughs> yeah. You know what? I see where my plan has gone off the rails already. <laughs> One word into it, and I'm already going to retract that. It's just I have a, a question. For Nick? For both of you. Uh, for Nick and I. Mainly you. Mainly me? Yes, but I feel like Nick secretly has more sway in this than the rest of us realize. Okay. If Jessica were to return, uh-huh. does that suddenly mean that you're minus one Puerto Rican to invite back one, like <laughs> exchanging one twin for another? <laughs> well, um. Why not both? Here's the deal. We do have um, a little bit of a revolving door policy. Jessica, when she left the show, had been promoted beyond being one of our active crew members to a producer role. Uh, mm. She was taking care of a lot of the planning and behind the scenes stuff. She successfully accomplished one episode in that role before she left the <laughs> state. But um, but I- I'm sure that if Jessica came back, uh, we if we were going to get rid of anybody, it wouldn't be you. As we all look. Boys. Everybody looks at Steven <laughs> at once. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, he's Steven. kidding, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but... Somebody's got to go, and uh, <laughs> if we're doing a little Lord of the Flies thing, I think it's going to be. I was going to call you Piggy, but yeah, that was I was saying you about to call me Piggy. <laughs> <We> have... <laughs> he, has, he has glasses. It's the glasses, right? That's what it is, and the chubbiness. <clears throat> Speaking of Lord of the Flies, um, we just got back from the Bahamas. Woo! Uh, yeah. Our own little island, very connected. Yeah, well, on. there are a bunch of ki- bunch of kids stranded on an island with, uh, you know, there there are no rules and uh, a miscreant society. Uh, and and man, that was a great time. We we actually put out a bonus episode mm-hmm. last week, so you guys can check that Quality out it is on the internet <laughs> right now, wherever fine podcasts are consumed. With possibly our best named episode ever. Steven, <laughs> I was really excited. Stephen is about so that. proud about the Bahamian Rhapsody. Was that your idea? Steven? It was my idea. Stephen, air high five across the table. There I gave go. it some sound. Thank you know, we're 84 episodes into this thing. We we don't have to sign our names to everything. It's a team effort. We all pitch in. You're just mad because you didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on? Right? <laughs> I like yeah. It was a great time, uh, and and yeah, definitely check that out. You will find out um, who we discovered has a um, impulse control issues and should never be allowed <laughs> in any kind of like coin operated venue. Uh, you will find out who projectile vomited on who, and all of the other fun from a cruise adventure. Uh, let us know if you heard it, if you like it. Let us know about your adventures on the high seas. The best way <coughs> to do that is by connecting with us across all the social medias. That's Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can check out our blog at nerdofgodcast.com or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. And uh, actually, there's one other way that you can get in contact with us. One of my favorite ways is for you to give us a call. Has anybody ever called the Nerd of Godcast hotline? I don't know. You told us. I think we were allowed to. No, I I meant you guys. I have, yeah. Why would call ourselves? Yeah, would you ever just call and leave a message? Do it. (laughs) 
right now. I'm right calling now. Tony. Okay. Do it right now. That number, if you'd and like to dial, is going to be this episode. Is seven six zero N O G C A S T. That number is seven six zero six six four twenty two. 78. You can call, uh, leave us a message, and if we love what you have to say, you might hear yourself on the air. Say something. Yeah, say something nice. Send a, a good shout out. Get Let us know what you geek out about. What do you like about the Nerdy Godcast? What Just do you tell ha- us how you're doing. Let us know what's up. How's your <laughs> week been? Uh, so you can connect with us there. Also check us out on Patreon.com. We are a listener-supported show every dollar Counts. So yeah, we are uh, back from our cruise. So check out that Bahamian Rhapsody episode. Um, we got some other episodes coming up just to to telegraph uh, with Scott Higa, another the Christian Nerd of God cast, which we've really enjoyed doing. I think we've done like we, three. he and I, we. he and I, the collective we, he and I uh-huh. have had a great time doing that. Sometimes it's nice to have a little crossover action. Now if, between just the two of you. Well, now let's be fair, at least. I Monty. think it's unfair that you use our name. Okay. Well, well you, <laughs> hey, you, you actually crashed one of the Christian Did you nerd- use that? I, yes, was he did. There. I haven't heard it you yet. You startled uh, Scott Higa. I, I was in I, I was that. in my gallery at the house recording and I did not know that Lise Marie had let herself into my house. And, <laughs> As uh, I do. And I was sitting there just talking to Scott Higa and all of a sudden, ah, Puerto Rican behind me. And it was Lise Marie. And uh, yeah. What uh, episode is that so I can listen to it's it? It's the most recent one. I think it's the, the Christian Nerdy God episode okay. four. Um, so yeah, check that out. That's always a lot of fun. We 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 get some real good ministry moments in there, and it's really encouraging. And it's a lot shorter than our conventional episodes here, so it's kind of a uh, a dollop of Christian nerdy fun, and uh, it's pocket sized and ready to go. Uh, we're getting ready for MegaCon. Yes, Woo! we are. Stephen, did you see the MegaCon announcement that came out this week? I did. I did. How Why pumped you are you? Like I'm pumped, that. but one of those days I will not be there. And that is the so they're they're they've announced that they're doing a reunion for. For Back to the Future, <gasps> they're gonna have Michael J. Fox. Oh they're gonna have uh, James Tolkien. I think that's his first name is James. His last name is Tolkien. They're gonna have Thomas Wilson. They're gonna have Christopher Lloyd and uh, what's her name, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson's not gonna be at MegaCon. She's gonna be there. She's gonna be at the Dallas. Well, then, well, last I saw, she was gonna. Be okay, there. well, that, that's new then, because they had her and and you know Biff and and Marty and Doc and. Uh, well, they might have taken her off since then, but last I saw. Okay, but yeah, they were gonna do the, the MegaCon's Dallas show, the Fan Expo. Oh no, she's gonna be there. Oh good, that's great. That'll be perfect. Yeah. Are you not gonna be there that day? I'm not. Well, I believe they're there Friday, Saturday. I will not be there the Saturday. Uh, well, we gotta make that. We gotta make that happen where you can go and and meet all those guys. I'd love. I'd, I'd love for them to sign my hoverboard. <laughs> oh, that'd that would be, be cool, nice. right? And I'm gonna steal your hoverboard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first. If my hoverboard comes up missing. That is confession. Uh, who else is going to be there? I know Jason Momoa is going to be there. Jason Momoa is going to be there? Yeah. Hello. Yes. Uh, Sean Astin. <laughs> the face that you just made. Wait, Sean Astin's going to be there? Yeah. The, um, oh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Sean Astin face. face is very similar to her Jason Momoa face. Now, I'm going to be honest. When I found out Jason Momoa was going to be there, I made very similar face. <laughs> <laughs> like you he's, have he's a least money man. drool. You got a little. Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the guy who plays uh, Hopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, 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 and Heck Boy. Heck Boy, I guess. We're a Christian <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah, uh, there there was uh, several other people. MegaCon is in Orlando in May. Uh, man, if you guys are coming out, we would love to have you come and hang out with us. And uh, even if you're not, uh, we're trying to do something based on some of the input and feedback we got from some folks last year. They heard about our, our ministry opportunity out there. We went to MegaCon. We, we got to share the gospel. We got to pray with people, interact. It was a really powerful uh, situation. It was one of my highlights of the year last year, not just for the podcast, but for ministry in general. And um, so, so a lot of people have asked, how can we help? How can we 
be, be a part of doing this. We want to take what we did last year and we want to expand it. We want to get a bigger floor space, a bigger table area, uh, really bring the gospel out there. Our, our main mission for Megacon is to be a light and let Christians in that environment know that it's okay to let their light shine. It's okay to represent Christ in that environment. And then on the flip side of that, our mission is to uh, to let non-Christians know that Christians aren't that bad, that we're okay, you know, that we are, don't sit there and, and, you know, burn Harry Potter books or, you know, point our finger at anybody who watches science fiction or, you know, that, that we're actually part of the culture too. Uh, the only thing is, is that we have this relationship with God that gives us hope, and, and that hope is for all. So what we want to do is we want to go out there, encourage believers, uh, change the perception of non-believers, and of course, we want to raise brand awareness because we really believe that we have the greatest uh, nerd slash Christ culture podcast on the face of the earth, and we want people to be a part of it. We want to let people know they can be a part of our squad. So uh, you can be in a, a part of that prayer is obviously the number one way you can be a part. Uh, The results are amazing, and of course it is free. Uh, But I'm trying to find out a way to open the door for financial support. And uh, some people have suggested maybe do like a little Kickstarter thing, or uh, what do you you call that? Like a GoFundMe? Yeah. Uh, Which is fine and good for people just to kind of throw money in the pool, but I wanted to make it more intentional. I wanted to show a little bit more of a a mission and a plan-minded thing. So I'm trying to find out a way where people can actually uh, sponsor and pay for a segment of our day. For instance, um, if the admission, I think we're looking for an end cap table in the artist alley, which is about 700 and some change, uh, but where people can say, I'm going to sponsor one day of that, you know, which is a, a good amount of money. Or, you know, I want to sponsor, um, you know, the Sunday day. I want to sponsor uh, a meal for the crew for this day. Um, I'd like to sponsor some print material, you know, some gospel handouts. Um, I'd, I'd like to be a part of taking care of, you know, just this small portion of something. So people can not only give, but they can also feel like I'm giving right. this. Like that is happening because of what what we did, because of what our youth group did, because of you know what our our family was able to do. And, uh, and that way, it's not just the Nerd of God cast going; it's the Nerd of God squad going. It's like the whole squad across the country, around the world, linking up and and really doing ministry together. You know, we we stand at the front line, but but you guys all behind us. Um, I think God can do some really really great things. So I'm trying to figure out a. a a, a good way to do that, being a faithful steward, um, but also you know well thought out and well intentioned, so everybody can be a part of it. And again, we really really appreciate it. Um, one other thing, and I was hesitant about even bringing this up. You guys know we have this sister podcast. It's kind of like a, a sub podcast that we do. It's called the Nerd of God Daily Devotions. You guys know this, yes. Mm-hmm. And so for those that don't know what it is, and for those that maybe don't uh, have not experienced it yet, how would you describe the Nerd of God Daily? Like, what is it? It's like the cherry on top of your Nerd of God <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> like that little extra sweet treat. You know how, um, like, at the end of a good Chinese food meal, there's the fortune cookie? Yes. It's the fortune cookie. It's the cookie. fortune cookie to the Nerd of God cast. <laughs> well said. Uh, well said. If uh, right, So if we're a Chinese food meal, what uh, what, what, what entree are you in the Chinese food meal? I call egg roll. I call, I call General Tso's chicken. I'm a dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> now? Skewered beef. <laughs> Nick? Nick is fried rice. <laughs> I love fried rice. Because he's tasty. Wait, what kind of fried he's rice? He's tasty the and there's 10,000 of him. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, the Nerdy God Daily is, it, it's like, it's a, a little two-minute clip, and it is... Uh, 
basically a, a quick devotion. Like, a, here's your scripture verse for the day. Uh, we do one every day of the week. We've been on hiatus for a little while from that. We're going to be re-upping it soon. Um, but we are, I'm, I'm doing something I've never done before. We've networked with other people from across the country. We have pastors and ministry leaders uh, and creative people, and we've asked them to kind of start contributing to this. But I'm, I'm going bold here, and I'm actually going to put this out on the air right now. Oh, no. We want to bring the creative ministry types to uh, to share with us on our Nerd of God Daily Devo. This is your opportunity to actually join the crew here and be a part of what God is doing. Uh, we've hand-selected some people that are going to be sort of our, our linchpin, our anchor folks, but if you're a youth pastor or a pastor, a minister, uh, if you're a creative type, a blogger, a writer, and, and you know Christ culture and you know nerd culture, we would love for you to lend your voice to what we're all about. So this is what I'm going to do. This is your. This is the call out. This is the the casting call. Uh, we would love for you to call our hotline seven six zero N O G C A S T. That's seven six zero six six four twenty two seventy eight, and leave a, a real quick one minute message introducing yourself. Give us your contact information and tell me in one minute or less why you think you should be part of the Nerd of God Daily team. If you can write that, uh, call in, leave that message. Um, we will contact you back and uh, give you the further information on how you can be a part of it. But we want to put these devos out every single day. It's a really quick, easy, digestible way to uh, to get your your scripture in. To they're super easy to share and to repost. So uh, please be a part of this. This is something we really believe in and something that we want to do to continue to further the gospel. Uh, it feels like a really long commercial happening right here, but uh, <laughs> but it's more like a, a, a call. It's more like a clarion call that you might come and join. It is a good commercial. Um, so what happened this weekend? There was a football game of some note. No one so I've been yes, told. There was. Um, this is the first year in as long as I can remember that we haven't had some Super Bowl function at church. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It was probably for the best. Which oh, was <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sad at all. I got invited to Super Bowl parties, and I squarely turned every one of them down. Yeah, but you were also, like, super sick. And I wasn't sick on Sunday. You seemed super sick. Uh, you were mm. talking worse than Neff was right I was now. sick of you. Oh, wow. Wow. No, I was I was I was feeling fine. Sunday night we went home, we chilled. Wow. But yeah, there was a game and uh so it wasn't it wasn't very good, I guess. It wasn't interesting and the halftime show was very if disappointing. You, if you don't like football at all, I or don't. if you're then it's, it was a super boring game. But if you really like football, it was an at least an interesting game. Mm. Wait, really? Yes. So if you're a football fan, you thought it was interesting? Yes, I like Cuz it I, seems like every football fan I know is highly be, aggravated because they're just mad at the sucked. Patriots one. And he's happy because the Rams lost. No, it was. I've had conversations with people who don't care about either team. Like, yeah, if you really like football, it was a it was a back and forth game. It literally got decided really? in the last minute of the game. It just wasn't high scoring. Interesting. And, so they should have just fast forwarded to the last minute of the game. Yeah. They just said we're gonna have a one minute game. <laughs> Whoever wins wins. That was basically what happened. That would have been super exciting. The lowest scoring game in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Yeah. Was it really? mm-hmm. So but it was also the largest the largest amount the Patriots have ever won by. It's also the lowest ratings in ten years. Well, you know, there's so many reasons for these things, man. The NFL slowly been losing well, ratings. You, from you what did I'm have an entire you did have an entire city that boycotted the Super Bowl. What city? New Orleans. Uh-huh. They, the entire city came together and had a big party. But you have to you have to realize only seven people in New Orleans actually pay for cable. The rest of them all just <laughs> steal it uh, from the other one. Wow. Mis- Stephen mispronounced the word petty. He said party, but I didn't mean <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it. I, I I didn't miss it. One the only reason I like to watch the Super Bowl is a getting together with people 
people with really good food, mm-hmm. and B, the commercials. That's yeah. what that's what I'm all about. And yeah. uh, I didn't see any commercials because I missed the Super Bowl. So we put out a thing on the Nerdy Godcast on our social medias asking folks to share with us their favorite commercials. Uh, because I, really, I was just being lazy and I didn't want to have to Google them. Mm. So I said, just you bring the commercials <laughs> to me. You could have just went to YouTube and just type in 20. If I don't like it, I send it back. A I, compilation of all 20 of them. I didn't. I wanted to give people an opportunity to be a part. And we actually did make this a, a little bit of a contest. So we're going to be giving away something <coughs> from the Nerd of God stash to the person who Ooh. sent my favorite commercial to me. Um, and there was a couple that were, were pretty amusing and pretty interesting that I yeah. saw. Um I don't know that it blew me away. There was one that somebody sent me, but they sent it to me privately, and they're like, this was my favorite commercial, but I can't share it on your page because it's not appropriate. <laughs> what was it? Which I'll, I will tell you it? off the air. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I don't I think know. that there's any inappropriate commercials. I might have missed You it. know who sent it to I know, me, don't you? I know you? who sent it. I know what they sent you to, and I, I agree. <laughs> I might have missed that commercial. Jeez, Jackie, you're supposed to be better than that. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, but anyway, the the one that, that sent me that, that got me the most, you know, usually they're funny or they're like super cool and awe-inspiring. Man, the one that got me this year, and uh, I'm going to give this, this um, I'm going to give something from a Nerdy God stash to our listener, Kyle Johnson. Congratulations, Kyle. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. Kyle shared with me the Microsoft We All Win commercial. Oh, yes. yeah. Just breathtaking. Just an Lovely. amazing commercial. It opens with up that controller. That yeah, it opens controller. up with a bunch of little kids introducing themselves. Then you kind of realize that these are kids that that have got you know special needs. They're kids mm-hmm. that they're not uh, not able to do some of the things that other kids do. And uh, as they're sharing and they're talking, some of the parents kind of come in and talk about it interview style about how the kid really loves playing video games. He just loves playing video games. And then they show this very special controller that Microsoft made there with mm-hmm. large pads on it so that these kids that are either, you know, are missing appendages or, you know, they're not, they don't have full function of their hands. They're able to customize and modify this controller to be able to meet exactly it's their wonderful. needs so that they mm-hmm. can play along. And mm-hmm. it shows these kids like having fun and playing with each other. And they got the headphones on and they're online oh playing their games. God. And uh, and and it was just really great because like the the parents say you know like when he plays games he's just like the other kids you know like it's <laughs> the, the I know that's me too <laughs> oh, my and, heart. and the the tagline of it was you know when we all play we all win you know and it's it was just like a really great commercial so Kyle Johnson congratulations you have plucked my heartstrings made me tear up looking at Super Bowl commercials uh, but yeah that was really really great there was one uh, that somebody sent me that was a compilation of all the movie previews mm-hmm. oh yeah. Um, um, Excited or not excited about the movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> the, the you, you, Neff, ne- puts his hand on the table. <laughs> he's been, he's, yes. been, he's, like, Mira. he's been, he's been docile and sick this entire episode. <laughs> but but now, he, but he wakes up extension. because Jason Statham and The Rock yeah. are in. Oh, I can't. In a Fast and Furious spinoff. Yeah, which is stupid. It's so stupid. Like, but, here's, like uh, deny, why is it necessary? You can't deny that it looks like a lot of now, fun. It, lo- it looked interesting. I did not see that it said Fast and Furious at the beginning because when I first saw it, my mom was watching the TV and I was cooking, so I kind of heard it, and so I popped in. And I'm like, she's like, it's Fast and Furious. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, where's the other people? Like, <laughs> well, one of them's dead. Neither, none of them are going fast or furious. <laughs> yeah, like, and then at the end, it's like Fast and Furious. I'm like, why are they? D- like, what fast? is Fast and Furious even about anymore? It was started off. What? 
about is it racing, about? and now, now it's about the Rock jumping off of a building. I, I went on the and Fast and Furious being superpowered. I went on the Fast yeah, and Furious. Yeah, like, that was crazy, right? That's what? all I need in my life. I went life. on the Fast and Furious ride at Universal. I've, I've never seen any Fast or Furious movie. Right. And as we're walking through the queue, and they're kind of setting up the story, and then we get on the ride, I'm like. Is, uh, I think it was Steven I was like is this what these movies really are like is this what they're about I guess so because yeah. I've never seen one and this doesn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie like we're literally walking through a garage the entire oh time gosh. and then we get suddenly into like a secret agent yeah I'm like, like is this like it's like urban James Bond or something like the fifth movie on that's what it's been I like the second is, movie yeah they're more like Mission Impossible than they are yeah. like, I, don't, I Nick, don't know Nick are you a Fast and the Furious fan no because <laughs> you like fast cars I mean you like that kind of stuff yeah but he likes fast, like <laughs> by fast cars. You mean like a, a brand new Toyota Camry? No, 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 no. Nick, I used to come home and watch Nick's favorite show is Top Gear. Yeah. Really? I would, I would is come that because of the cars or because of like the the building of the cars? The building, build don't assume. I've never Maybe seen he Top likes Gear. The Sometimes they build cars, but most of it is just them talking about cars. Yeah, they enjoy the show. Really? That's cool. I didn't know that about Nick. I literally just yeah. showed. I Nick, would have uh, guessed that you're like a car guy. I just showed. That's him a radio why he series. was such a good Uber driver. <laughs> I literally just showed Nick an, uh, a radio series called Car Talk that we listened to when we were driving. Uh, so Wait, is that the Clink and Clank? Is that the two yeah. guys? Yeah, the Clacker Brothers. Yeah, that's funny, man. Clink uh, and Clank Clack. Okay, Ratchet <laughs> and Clank. I didn't yeah. know that. Have I think that's their that? stage name. Like they would, they talk cars, <laughs> but people will call in and ask them like, "Hey, there's something wrong with my car," and they'll say, "What do you drive?" It's like I drive an '87 Geo Metro, and they're like, "What's wrong with it?" It's making a sound. They'll tell, make the sound. They'll go, "Ah, ah, ah." And they'll know and exactly. What and they'll it know is. exactly what's wrong with it. Basically, it's like really strange. So it's like the Amco commercial. Have you guys, you guys ever seen Cars, the movie Cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the uh, the Rusties guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the, when they say, don't drive like my brother, don't drive, don't like, drive my like my brother, brother, that's their catchphrase on the radio show. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So. Yeah, I notice so, yeah. you don't have any headlights. That's because the track is always lit. So is my brother, but he still needs headlights. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so was it Lucas and Hobbs? Is that the name of the movie? Yeah. No. Was Wait, like, what? What? Yeah, it was like Hob Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs. Did you say Lucas? Calvin and Hobbs in The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they do See like, Calvin and Hobbs coming down the road on their wagon, and they got the... And, and I'm just saying... If they do a movie tour and they come around to Universal <laughs> Orlando and they go to that Fast Furious ride, mm -hmm. they're gonna I be very disappointed with how crappy buying that tickets ride is. to Universal that day. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I was I went to the Magic Kingdom yesterday and it was a beautiful day for the Magic Kingdom. Mm, yeah. Which I was surprised. I, weren't the Patriots there or whatever? They I were. was surrounded by a sea of Patriots jerseys. Very the least. As you far as the, the eye can see. Did you I see Thomas Brady? <laughs> the greatest quarterback Brady. of all time. We walked in and my, my son's like Oh, this is gonna be cool! I can't believe I'm gonna meet Tom Brady. I'm like, you're not gonna meet. You're him. Not gonna meet him. <laughs> you, you'll see him from afar. I'm so sorry. Behind a slew of drunken New Englanders. I don't mean to deflate your hopes here, but Bostonians. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was just uh, a ton of people there, but it was great. We waited on. in line for nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was beautiful. Uh, it was it was great. So we had a great time. So beyond Fast and Furious spinoffs, um, that, uh, Avengers. Yes, that was not what I was gonna talk about. But yes, it was, it that's was all good. Right. I actually, well, I just teams. watched it like five minutes ago. When it came on it in the okay. house that I had for the Super Party, I went, no! And then I ran out of the room. <laughs> I said, don't tell me. You tell me when it's over. No spoilers. Yeah. Uh, it mm. was it was good. It was short. It was mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah, Same I thing feel like the they're not even trying. You know, I feel like they're at this point they can't try. Yeah. They don't have to try hard. They just show the logo. It's like Avengers. And everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and, and you then, know you're going to see it. And then the logo disappears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's literally it. And then they did the same with Captain Marvel, which I don't think there was anything really super new on that no, one. No, right. it was the same thing we've already seen. But then they showed one that was weird. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm going to throw it in the air. I know what it is and I know what it isn't, but it's like Suicide Squad slash Birds of Prey. Oh, I didn't see what? that. Yeah, I like, saw the trailer what? for Birds you of Prey. You didn't see it? I've well, I've seen the Birds of Prey yeah. um, teaser trailer. Yeah, that, I mean it's just like Ewan McGregor's fat. It's great. <laughs> I've seen Obi Wan Baloney. He's been he's been he's been doing a little too much chewing McGregor. Uh. <laughs> it sounded better before I said yeah. it. Uh. No, but it looks, I like the little preview. It, At least, Marty, your job is safe. <laughs> well, they, they put some clothes on Harley Quinn. That was kind of nice. Yeah, Did they put uh, like a coat of police no, tape on her. Who else is? I, I, I don't remember Hunt, that part. Mary, I just remember it looks like looks dressed. like Huntress and Black Canary. Yes, yeah. if I'm guessing. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is. is Huntress. Okay, I'm not mad at that. You have a little Mary Elizabeth Winstead thing. I love Mary Elizabeth. Steven, really? your roster of girls that you have a weird obsession it's with really is getting—it's getting deeper and deeper. No, I mean it's <laughs> she's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I, I hate to do cruise talk. I kind of specifically said let's not talk cruise stuff, but there was a South African jewelry salesman on oh the. My. Her name was Allison. Allison. Hey, no, 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 no. That was Allison. Was the was the other girl the South African <laughs> one? Her name was like Corin or something. Like one, that. one Allison's addendum. Different, different girl. The one he's uh, talking if, about is if different. I may interject, Sales bonus person. feature from our Bahamian Rhapsody episode that you didn't know, a little behind the scenes. After we were done recording that episode, we all went to dinner. At 9.15 during dinner, Jackie excused herself oh, yeah. and went to, all things I roll my eyes, a stupid raffle. She got a raffle ticket at this jewelry shop. It came after. This happened afterwards. Had happen she yet. went to the jewelry oh, shop right. for because she had a raffle ticket. And it's like you're getting up and leaving dinner to go <laughs> into a ra- to to be present for the winning of a raffle. It's Jackie, a scam, Jackie. Jackie, I don't think you know, but it is beef tenderloin night. You need to stay. <laughs> and, and it was so Jackie, beef Jackie sauntered out of the dining room, and we're all like, "Whatever, okay." So bless her heart, sweet little kid. She don't know she's dumb. And then Jackie comes back in <laughs> I'm a little twenty offended. minutes later. I thought you guys were excited for me with we the were, biggest smile on her face. No, I just didn't think you were gonna win. I, I, mean, I didn't think either, but I figured, you know, why not? We were pra- like, <laughs> and I that was your thing. Praying. You were just like, I'm just gonna go try, and we did. We said, man, I really hope Jackie wins. I really hope Jackie wins. I didn't believe for a second that you would. <laughs> no, neither did <laughs> I. We were all like, and we hope it happens. Jackie walks back into that dining room with the biggest smile on her face. We're, we're like, come oh, on, what? no way. There's no freaking way. And she has her hands behind her back, and, and she like, holds no. up this box with. A Invicta watch. A nice, Wait. a, a $400 watch. What up? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what? And then security came in asking if he had seen a tiny Irish woman. <laughs> so then we left dinner. We all left dinner, took Jackie to the casino. And no, we now we now the podcast is going to be paying for other people to come to Megacon. <laughs> uh, no, we but it was really cool. You want to watch. It was That's really, really cool. neat. It was so really nice. I, we didn't mention that on the thing, so I thought that was worthy of, of nah. a, a dending there. So what um, are you saying about the South African girl? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I think you've said enough. Toy Story 4. Uh, so I, cute. Yeah. I don't. What? I don't. Still Bo, not sold on it? Bo Peep is kind of dumb that they're bringing her back. It's not dumb. It, it's a different Bo Peep. It's the same it's Bo, a Bo Peep. Bo it's, Bo a di- no. it's a different looking it's a Bo, different Bo Peep. It's been, a, it's been a long okay. time. If you it's can a different, customized toys if now. If it's a different Bo Peep, it's, the same it's better. No. I think it's it's the same it, it would make more sense if it was a different Bo Peep. If it's the same yeah. Bo Peep coming back and they made her different, that makes zero sense. Yeah, that'd no, be, it doesn't. that would be dumb. What toy do you Can we just sat around for 40 years and then just change out of nowhere? Girls, you're both pretty. Can we just talk about Buzz Lightyear? Getting clamping kicked someone's in. foot in <laughs> getting kicked by Key and Peel. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so, so excited for them. Did you guys see the preview for um the Twilight Zone? 
Yes. yes. That looks pretty cool. Well, what awesome. was funny is we were, me and Neff were watching it, and Neff's like, I think Neff's like, this would be great if this was a Twilight Zone thing. Like, just mm-hmm. making a well, joke about it. Well, it's funny because we were watching it on the internet through a, a, a PlayStation 4, and every once in a while, the internet would, like, click a little bit, and it would look a little glitch on the screen. I'm like, it's all a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's like, at the end of this, this game, it's going to be a Twilight Zone episode, and it's... <laughs> Jordan Peele's going to come on, and he's going to be like... Oh, actually, that's not the game. He's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna snap or something, and it's gonna be like eighty-five to ninety-seven points. <laughs> as it turns, highest scoring game. It was a Twilight Zone episode. The nuclear war has happened. Tom Brady's the only one who lived, and we're all in his imagination. Oh. Uh, so let us know what you thought was really good. Alita, Wait. Alita, Battle Angel. That oh, I'm so weird. excited for that movie. I'm so we excited forgot. for Alita. The Battle CGI Angel. for that really bothered me. What did we forget? We forgot scary stories to tell in the dark. No, I didn't forget we that. We didn't forget that. I did. I'll forget it either. About it I'll never forget that. Like, that's my childhood. <laughs> so let us know what you liked from the Super Bowl, or if you hated it, and if you don't like don't like sports or commercials, just let us know what you ate during the Super Bowl. Uh, I celebrate what is it the third year anniversary of the first time we ever talked to Scott Higa, which oh, was during yeah. the Super Bowl. Se- yeah, uh, a few years ago when. Oh. Was it the Seahawks and the Patriots? It was. It was the NCOG. That was the first. No, it wasn't. It It was. We were in the. We were in the room over here. No, but you called it. I think the the hashtag was the TNCOG. No, that, that was the next year. That was when we were outside. Ah, oh, okay. That's the one I remember. That's yeah. when I was getting the updates about all my time. What's the TNCOG? The Christian Nerd Christian Nerd Godcast. That was the, that was the beginning. That was the the first crossover. You said the TNCOG. Stay. There's too many letters happening here. I'm confused. Just the Nerd Christian of God. You guys are you guys are just taking my will to live and crushing it. I apologize. Let us know what you guys liked about the Super Bowl or whatever. We don't really care at this point. You guys want to play a game? Sure. Since you guys have so many letters, why don't you take your writing boards? We're gonna write some stuff down tonight. I like writing things. Yeah. So you guys, you got TNCOG. R-S-T-L-N-E-N-A-A-C-P-N-T-V-90210. Uh, find out what that means to me. Um, so this is a game that we're going to play. It's called uh, Fill in the Blanks. Ooh, Fill in the Blanks. So you guys are going to be playing this game by filling in the blanks. And what's going to happen is one of us are going to be it, and we're going to fill in the blanks. Make sure you can't see what other people are writing. Uh, we're going to have to fill in the blank of a word, and then the rest of the group is going to have to try to match that person's word. For instance, if I were to say house blank, I would write down a word if I was it, and the rest of you guys would have to guess what word I wrote. So what did I write? House blank. Steven? Stark. House Stark. What did I write, Jackie? House of Cards. House of Cards. Neff? MD. House MD. Lee Smotty. Party. It was House Party. Yes, very good. So I wrote well, I mean, House I Party Protocol. I didn't really write something, but that's what I would have written. So Lee Smotty would get the point. So the way that this is scored is if one person, like we just had in this instance, gets the answer right, that one person gets one, two, three points. If more than one person gets the answer right, each of those people get one point. Oh. If no one gets it right, no one gets any points. Um, and here we go. Uh, I was it last time for the fake round, so eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I wonder where this blank will go. Neff, you're up first, all right? So okay. uh, everybody writes their answers, including Neff, and then we are going to keep our own scores on our board. Neff, your word is this. And they do have to be full words. They can't just be like a letter S or oh, something. Oh, so you like give us the first word, and then we come up with a second one? Correct. Oh, okay. In this instance, we are looking for the word blank wash. Blank wash. Everybody has to, Neff, you write your answer. Everybody has to figure out what Neff uh, is going to write. What if we write the same thing? If we, if, as long as we write the same thing as Neff, uh, we get a point. If we don't, we don't. All right, are we ready? Yes. Does Pencil. spelling yes. count? Y- yes, I think so. Pencil down. Neff. Cold wash. Cold wash? Frick, Wait, aren't we all supposed to go first? Not a thing. Cold That's wash. not a thing. All right, so let us see what you got, Steven. Pressure. 
Pressure wash. Car wash. Car wash. Car wash is what I wrote too. Okay. I so feel like we should. Since get a no point. one guessed cold wash, which, which I don't is weird think and is not a thing. thing. It's when you wash with cold water. That's <laughs> not. Do you guys no not one. have washing machines at yeah, home? Yeah, it's just called. You don't call it cold wash. You just wash on cold. Okay. So uh, we're gonna keep anyway. moving right around. At least, Marty, you are up now. Okay. Uh, at least, Wait, Marty, do I get points for that? No, round? you get no. nothing. <laughs> you get nothing, you sir. Get nothing. You lose. So the person who. Good day, sir. Nobody else guesses it. Nobody gets points. Yeah. Uh, blank child. For who is this for? For least money. Blank child. Least money. Hold on. Wait, should we should we all guess and then she gives our answer? Sure, Steven, that's what we'll do. Alright, you got your answer? Alright, Neff, what do you got? African child. <laughs> Okay, Jackie. Small child. Small child, Stephen. I wrote after. I wrote problem child. I wrote problem child as well. Stepchild. Stepchild. Uh. All right, no points awarded. Um, I will go next. I could have sworn it was going to be African. It <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, African child washing themselves in cold water. Spoiled blank. Spoiled blank. All right, I have my answer. Who's the one writing right now? Tony. Let's see what we got. Who is it? I am. He is. I am writing the answer, the fill in the blank. Spoiled blank. Steven. Milk. Jackie. Milk. 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 The answer is milk. Yay. <laughs> so we all get a point. Everybody gets one point. So see, I thought you gonna I thought score. the probably answer was gonna be brat. Well. So I wanted what I thought wasn't gonna be the popular answer. There you go. Spoiled, Spoiled milk it is. Steven, you're up. Children. The blank the answer is blank meat. Blank meat. Can we read Stephen's meaty mind? Jackie, what you got? Well, how am I not having a written? He hasn't written yet. Tougher than I thought. You have to go quicker than is that, Stephen. Really? It's taking him a year. Now my voice is extra. Uh, <laughs> the first word that comes to mind, mind. Stephen. If I go with the first word that comes to mind, nobody's gonna get it. So I'm gonna write my it down. My voice has gotten deeper. I'm gonna write it down. All right, I'm gonna get this one. Jackie, go. Is this a hamburger meat? Steve, Neff. Soiled meat. What? <laughs> what Neff, <laughs> you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> I think I'm the only one right here. Dark meat. I put dead meat. I wrote mom's meat. What do you mean that, by that? Okay. I told you, you, not, you guys need to give me more time. I so wrote the first thing that came to mind. What is my, mom's meat? My mom, it's it's my, an edible thing. My job Jackie, used to be you're up. Mom's. Okay. Somebody's <laughs> laughing at that out there right now, and I, I'm sorry. Wait, what did you write? No, I got it. Truck. Blank. Truck. Blank. I'm looking for Jackie. This is a low-scoring game right now. And we want you guys to play along at home. You guys can keep score for yourself. Truck. Blank. Remember, if you're the only one who gets a match, you get three points. If you share the match with others. One point. Neff. Truck bed. Lease money. Truck driver. Truck stop. Truck stop. It's truck stop! One point. One point. That means I get a point too, right? Sure, why not? Because oh. <laughs> you guys were able to guess. Yes. All right, Neff, you're up. I don't think that's the words, Jackie. Well, it is now. Blank break. Blank break. I'm gonna be very disappointed if you don't use the one that I'm using. You'll be, you'll be disappointed. We all know that Neff's going to write something weird. African break. 
What is an African break? Wakanda forever! All right, here we go. Least Mati. Clean break. Clean break. I wrote praise break. I wrote big break. I wrote point break. Oh. Arm break. Oh. <laughs> That's not grammatically. Uh. You guys think that Neff has lost it officially tonight? <laughs> I don't think he cares. Uh, like where I'm, I'm tied with several people because nobody got that answer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get points for when no one gets the answer. And neither do they. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Least body blank less. Blank less. Blank less. Everybody got their answer. Yes. She. All right. I guess I will start. I put hopeless. I put careless. Careless. Talk less. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I sleepless. Sleepless. Uh, sleep uh, is good. Like a sleepless like night. Like a sleepless night. Only in um, Seattle. Remind me to tell you guys a story, and I might not tell it on the air, about how I punched my wife the other night while we were sleeping. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, hard. Nocturnal domestic abuse. It was. Like, wait, like abuse. physically or like in a dream? Well, she said I didn't punch <laughs> her so much as much as I forcefully stiff arm grabbed her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was your dream? Um, was that your finishing move? I, I, it, was, <laughs> it really was. It Whoa, was. That's your alarm clock. It was. I mean, I, it woke me up, and she, she was just like, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> to be fair. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To be fair, it probably woke her up, too. <laughs> like, it did. No, I, it did. But she thought something was going wrong with me, and I thought that she was a villain that needed stopping, apparently. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. All right. Just assume Steven, like your dream, is it my turn? You mad. <laughs> my turn. It's your yes. turn. Talk <laughs> blank. I'm sorry. That's no, not talk. That. This is tail. <laughs> I, I read the word wrong. Tail? Tail blank. <laughs> Less Steven. <laughs> tail blank. Or talk. Talk about your tail. Steven, what's up? Tail talk. Spin. Tail spin. Tail feather. Tail feather. Wait. Spin. Tail I didn't spin. Lee Smotty. Come tail. on. You get nothing, Lee Smotty. Tail. Break. Feather. Tail end. Bone. Tail end? Like the yeah. tail end of a. Did Neff write that for you? <laughs> it was tail spin. Yeah. Is the right answer. Ah. Now I have two points. This marker leaves a lot of residue on my board, and I don't like it. All right, we'll go one more time around because we got a lot to do tonight and not a lot of time to do it in. Blank age, Steven. Mine is? Blank age. Blank age. It's a hard game. Jackie. Old. Old age. Neff. Golden. Golden age. Coming of. Okay. Two Wait, is it, does it need to be? That's just, fine. Okay. Stone. Middle age. Middle age. <laughs> I was close. Can I get half you were a point? Close. No, no, you don't get half a point, but it was still, you were close. It was originally old and then I erased it. Dang it, Steven. <laughs> All right. Um, sweet blank. Jackie. Sweet blank. All right. Neff, what you got? Sweet Caroline. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Sweet surprise. S sweet surprise. Sweet potato. Sweet treats. Oh. Close. Sweet, sweet tooth. tooth. Oh. I did kinda... like sweet potato, though. I kind of wish I thought of that. That's Thank Michelle you. Obama's favorite food. Is it sweet potato? I'm sweet a sweet potato. potato. I did not know that. that. Well, maybe not a favorite food, but definitely a favorite vegetable. <laughs> I know that one. It's her favorite something. Quentin. It's her, <laughs> it's her favorite <laughs> star. It's her she favorite tuber. It. It's her favorite casserole. Uh, Neff, blank father. Please. No, Neff. Don't Neff, do Neff, it. Neff, go with your instinct. Give him a different card. No, no, no. no. You Neff, know what he's going to write. Neff, go with your instinct. Give him a different Blank card. Father. Go with your instinct, please. <laughs> no. 
I can't write what I know Neff do is it Neff. Don't freaking do Neff. it. Do it, Neff. Do it, Neff. You be you, boo-boo. Neff. Neff. Neff, do I'm something I'm not answering different. this Blank one. father. I refuse. <laughs> you refuse? I refuse. I refuse. You can, I mean, you can write anything. He can write anything. He's not going to write anything. Write. It's Neff. Let's participate, ladies. Show him at least what a, what the right answer should be. Okay. You can use the same word twice if you want to. <laughs> I heard a slow, spiteful uncapping of a dry erase marker from Jackie. <laughs> it was like the creakiest, like, <laughs> I am doing this, but under duress. <laughs> All right, Lise Mati, what do you got? Holy. Wait, are you done writing? Oh. He's, Quentin. He's erasing. No, I'm done. Holy. Holy Father, Godfather. I wrote dead. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's what we were trying to avoid, Salisbury. Jackie. Grand. Uh, present father. Present father. What fa- does that mean? It's the kind of father I want to be when I grow up. Oh, very good, Neff. That's admirable. Steven, I'm ashamed of you. Neff, were you going to Steven, originally write dead? Steven. I, I have to Steven. guess. I have to go by what I think the person's going to write. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of me. You would do that for a point? He laughed because he knew. Lisa Mati, you are up. Super blank. All right. You got your answer ready? Okay. Star. Saiyan. Man. Girl. What did you write, Steven? Super Saiyan. It's from uh, why Dragon Ball Z. Why would you think that I would know that? Because you're Puerto Rican. Every Puerto Rican I know loves Dragon Ball Z. Superwoman. Oh, I, am, I actually erased uh, woman. I almost put <laughs> for woman. Saiyan. Wait, All I, put, right. I put girl. Is that like, Dang it. it's like woman? It's not the same. That's a different thing. All right. Add up your scores. And uh, who has more than three points? <laughs> Nobody. All right. That game was a colossal failure. <laughs> it was still fun, though. I won. What? No, you didn't. I said, I said girl. Same thing as woman. It's not. Call, call not a grown a, woman a girl and see what happens. She's not a girl. Whatever you say, not a girl. Not a woman. Okay. Well, I don't know that that game was the best thing ever, but I know that this is the best thing ever. Semi-final round. The final semi-final round for best thing ever. Uh, season 4, Villains Edition. Uh, last week, we put the challenge out there for you guys to vote who was the best villain. It was the Joker Ooh. versus Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was tight. We got a lot of votes on this one. It was super, super close. Finally, uh, while we were on a boat, the uh, on a boat. The, co- the contest ended, and coming back and reviewing it, 58 to 42. Wow. Oh. The Joker... Goes down, Darth Vader yes. goes on. Yes. Vader wow. moves on to the final round, should. which means that tonight the winner of, of of this week's best thing ever is going to the finals to face Darth Vader. Oh. So vote wow. vote properly. That's gonna be tough. Tonight's vote is Thanos mm-hmm. versus Norman Osborn, yeah. the Green Goblin. Oh. Now I know that that maybe the less initiated may not see Norman Osborn as being a significant enough threat, but there is actually already talks that post Thanos that Norman Osborn will be the big bad guy in the MCU. Really? That once they introduce him in there, be. he will be the main. Well, if you can't evil. have Doctor Doom, Norman Osborn is a good. Second Norman Osborn is pretty pretty bad to the bone. So uh, you need to bring in a big dragon. Fing like Fing 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 Foom. Fing Foom. Yeah. Yes, that's what. If they could even pull the Mandarin off, there's no way they're going to do Fin Fang Foom. No, but, no. Uh, but Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, a, a hideous, awful, super genius, megalomaniacal, awful villain uh, versus Thanos, the Mad Titan, the Destroyer of Worlds. Uh, this really, this really wouldn't surprise me if it went either way. 
Anybody have uh, kind I of feel an like Thanos is gonna get it only because of the popular, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. but he's the better it's villain. It's what's current. Well, I mean, well, that's debatable, but I th- but I, we'll see what happens. But I think that you might be right. I think the the media edge kind of yeah. gives Thanos. That, 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 he's got that hot factor. He's got mm-hmm. the he's so hot right now. I was trying to think of who I had in my bracket, Principal and I think I had. I'm pretty sure I had Thanos in the final round. I, I do think, think Thanos does. versus Darth Vader would be a much better final yeah. round. Yeah, so cool. it, that would yeah. be intense. So we'll, we'll see it's what happens. It's the Force versus the Snap. You can vote for us uh, by checking it out on our Twitter page, twitter.com slash nerdygodcast, and uh, let us know who you think is the best thing So tonight, tonight we're, uh, we're getting into the home stretch here, but I want to talk a little bit about... Um, First off, we're not giving away a million dollars. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we are giving away something from the Nerd of God stash. So we are giving away something, but we did not give away a million dollars. That was a that was a misdirect uh, to click lead bait. us out of front. It was, a, yeah, it, was, it was clickbait. It was what exactly what it was. It was a Fake bait, news. Bait and switch. Uh, I, I, I spent the day yesterday just kind of researching, studying, and, and watching these documentaries that they put on on Netflix. They, they actually put one out on Netflix and on Hulu, so I sat and watched them both yesterday. How similar are they? Uh, very dissimilar. Which one is better? Well, I'm not endorsing either of them okay. because of some very strong uh, language content and uh, stuff like yes. that on there. I know. Uh, I will. I will give the edge this way. Uh, the Hulu one is the one that is about the things that happen, and they interviewed a lot of people. Uh, they had a lot of kind of little more humorous, kind of like other little clips in there. It looked more like a standard documentary. The Netflix one, though, uh, actually had the the people that the film is about. Ran camera crews nonstop. Their marketing department ran camera crews nonstop in oh, every really? meeting, at every photo shoot, at everything they did. And the Netflix one had all of that footage. Wow! Oh, so wow. you're watching, you're watching all of the buildup and all of the destruction happen in real time. Like you're watching their actual reactions. Which one no did you watch first? Talking heads, no reenactments. The Netflix one. So there. one is like a documentary about the other's a documentary of. Correct. Okay. Correct. So um, the, the, again, uh, strong adult content in both of them. Um, I, I wouldn't really endorse it, but if you watch a trailer, you'll kind of get the idea. Two documentaries about an event that happened in the Bahamas, actually. Hey, called the Fire Festival. Yes. You guys, have, did you hear about this? Did you know about this when it was? When I, it was I, knew, I didn't I know knew, anything about it. I knew about it, but like the documentary just came out like recently, right? The documentary, yeah, yeah they just came out. There was a there's a YouTuber I'm subscribed to. He actually released a video about the Fire Festival like a year ago. So I was surprised when they came out with documentaries about it. I, I thought it had been no old news by now, but. The week that it happened, um, I didn't know what it was leading up to it because apparently I don't follow any social media influencers. Uh, I don't. I don't follow Kylie on on the Instagram. <laughs> you should. She has the most second or, most liked picture. Or Jaw Rule. Then she doesn't need my help. Um, but the but <laughs> I don't even know who Jaw Rule is. In um, German, it translates to yes. Rule. And he sounds oh, like there me. you go. Thank goodness. So I I was uh, I, I heard about it on my it was my um, Alexa <coughs> Good Morning you know flash briefing and they were talking about yeah this thing that people like while it was happening they were reporting on it saying yeah this thing is happening right now and people are stranded down there and whatever so the the, the short story of the fire festival if you're not familiar with it is this kind of entrepreneur wannabe tech mogul teams up with. Uh, Second tier, third tier rapper. I don't know that Ja Rule's that big of a deal. He's uh, not very good. Back in the 2000s, he kind of. Yeah, I don't know that he was ever that big of a deal. But, no. Uh, but but they, they team up because they want to put together this festival, something like a, their own Coachella in the Bahamas. And they, mm-hmm. they have access to this island. They've called it Fire Island. That's fire with a Y. And um, they're going to create this 
huge music festival, festival of arts and music and culture. And uh, for two weeks, this thing's going to go on. Um, it's going to be super luxurious, mm-hmm. super premium. They invited all of these major, like like the the top supermodels in the world, and all these like social media people, influencers, to come down to the island for this party. And they filmed basically these beautiful people just partying on this luxurious island on private jets, jumping off of boats, splashing in the ocean, dancing mm-hmm. around a fire. They interspliced it with like cuts of like laser shows and like big concerts. Mu- music concerts. And they put out this thing saying Fire Festival is coming. And then they paid all of these social media influencers to all on the same day at the same minute. And they, I mean, they paid them hundreds of thousands of dollars hmm. to post hashtag fire festival with this orange picture all at once. So everybody's Instagram feed was just all of a sudden, what is this? What is this? What is this? So people would click through and they would look at it and they would see what this was. And the things that they were promising were like beachfront villas and, and, and like private parties on yachts mm-hmm. and, uh, and all these things. I mean, and people started paying for this stuff. Um, crazy amount, amount crazy of money. amounts of money. They had a list of like a list bands and celebrities, including like blink One Eighty Two and other people I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> But they were saying they were going to have like thousands of musical artists there, all of these social media influencers, private parties, private planes, uh, you private know, villas, luxurious, like top of the line, like world class food, and and like it was it was spared no expense. Like the whole deal was going to be triple A behind the velvet rope, gold star, all the way, all the way. Yes. And they were charging tens of <laughs> thousands of dollars. To if get you there. wanted a VIP Whoa. ticket, it was two hundred and fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So all these you know young party kids that like they had you know access to tons and tons of money this became like the event that you had to be at it was a it was a who's who a, a, a be seen or, or you know be there or be square and uh, so so and they sold out like 95 percent of their tickets sold out like it, within a day yeah like it was a major major thing wow. but the only problem was they had not actually successfully booked any of these artists no they had they did those villas did not exist there was no infrastructure on the island. Like and by infrastructure, I mean electricity or plumbing. In fact, they weren't even able to use the island that they put in the commercials because they advertised that it was Pablo Escobar's private island, and the one who, the guy who was like selling them the island, refused to sell it to him after that. So they had to move to another island, uh, and, and they, they had nothing. They they ended up moving this thing to like a gravel pit, like not even a beachfront place, a gravel mm. pit on the back end of the Sandals Private Resort. Um, and they had no, these luxurious villas didn't exist. Mm-hmm. They literally put up um, Hurricane Matthew uh, FEMA like tents. FEMA tents. Like, yeah, yeah, like emergency tents. And, and there they put, wasn't enough for everybody. And there wasn't enough for everybody. People the, were stealing each other's mattresses. The, what? The private villas that they had didn't exist, so they were like trying to Airbnb <laughs> people's houses on the island. The only problem was that was the same weekend as the island was hosting its like big regatta, which is the main, it's like Super Bowl weekend there. Yeah. There was no hotel rooms. There was no no taxis, no rental cars, nothing on this island. It was completely booked. Mm-hmm. And they knew all this was happening. Like they knew all of this was happening. You're watching the promoters. You're watching the planners. You're so watching were the people p- showing up to this. Well, thing? this was well, even yeah. weeks. They 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 should have. This should have been like an 18 month out process. Um, that w- when they're planning this thing out. Well, they only they only started planning it like four months out, and mm-hmm. they actually started building it like mm-hmm. six weeks out. And so they ended up getting a stage, but they got nothing else. They got nothing. Mm-hmm. And all of the people were going, "Yeah, I don't think we can do this. I don't think we can do this." But the 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 main guy was basically like, "Stay positive. Stay positive. You're <laughs> if you're not here to solve the problem, then you know get out." Uh, so everyone's just kind of plowing through with it, and they mm-hmm. and people. 
It was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. They should have pulled the plug on it. They had plenty of opportunity to do it, but he refused to do it. Mm -hmm. So then the plane started arriving, and they had no place to send people. Now, to make it worse, it rained like a horrible, awful rain the night before. So those tents were now filled with mud, and the mattresses they had were were soaking wet. Mm -hmm. Their food service bill came in. It was $6 million for food service. They refused to pay it, so the food service company left, so they had no food for the people. Mm. The bottles of water were being held in customs and wouldn't be released because customs had not been paid mm. yet. Um, they had nothing, so these people get off, not even a private plane, like these junky, like regular crappy planes, Yeah, get off thing, get on like broken down old school buses, and they don't have a place to send them, so they send them to a bar on the beach for six hours just to drink, 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 drink. These guys are standing up. They don't have their luggage. Their luggage is in like big cargo holds. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. So they finally bust them over to the site when people are like, hey, what's going on? And you're looking at this picture of just thousands and thousands and thousands of young people just standing out there looking at these tents going, what do we even do? Like, where do we even go? They're just standing there. So there's nothing happening. They would have no answers. So the guy finally tells them, well, if you paid for a, a villa, just go take a tent. So now tens of thousands of people, they're running to go steal these tents from each other. There's not enough tents for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, people are like, they don't want people around them in other tents. So they're cutting tents up, shredding them, or peeing in tents because they don't want neighbors to their tents. They're stealing mattresses from other tents. They, they, got, they went Lord of the Flies. Yeah. yeah. So in the, And then they have the, the cargo things come in with everyone's luggage oh, on them. Oh, yeah, that's where but it gets they crazy. Don't, but they don't even have, like, the luggage isn't like, here's your luggage, here's your separated. luggage. It was just, like, piles of luggage. So now people are fighting each other trying and to get their stealing bags. Stealing other people's luggage. Oh it was, it was at, I mean, you're watching these these kids, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is <coughs> insanity. These, pe- these people paid all this money to get there. On top of that, they had, like, these, you know, RFID ba- bracelets that they oh, loaded yeah. up. They loaded up with money, like, tens of thousands. And they told them, they're like, you need to put money on your bed. Fire bucks. Yep, yeah, fire bucks. You need to put money on your, your ID so that you can use that to spend while you're here. But basically, they were just doing that to try to cover the cost of what mm-hmm. they never actually raised money for. Because he there took was, small time loans and he couldn't cancel it because he had to be able to pay back yeah, those loans. So this whole thing was like a total scam and they had he had nothing to back it up. And the big famous thing was they show the, the, the food that they gave them, which was like a piece of lettuce, a piece of bread, and like American cheese. Yeah. yeah. It was like not even prison food. It was gourmet. So and then the people, when they finally the next day said, we're leaving, we have to leave the island, the Bahamian government made them leave the island, they brought them back to the airport, and there was not enough, there was too many people, not enough planes. So they literally chained the doors and locked them in the airport so they couldn't, yeah. like, wander out on the tar- It was like a nightmare. It was yeah. like post-apocalyptic They only nightmare. opened the door because, like, somebody fainted, so they had to open the door, like, to get, get them out of the door. Now, yeah. I say all that not to glamorize or not to, you know, aggrandize this situation. But then if you go back and look, because when I watched the second documentary, after I watched the first one and you see like this nightmare that the thing became, I went back and watched the second documentary, which then started telling the story over again. So I I once again saw with fresh eyes the commercials that they used to advertise for this thing. And I went where it ended up versus where what they were promising Mm -hmm. was so night and day. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk about a bait and switch. You want to talk about like what's in the box is not what's on the box. This is a... It's heartbreaking. It was mm-hmm. monstrous. Wow. So, uh, again, Fire Festival, notwithstanding, I mean, it's a terrible, awful situation. But I just want to talk a little bit about tonight about the idea of promoting something that isn't there. You know, we toyed with the idea that tonight's episode is going to be called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. You're welcome. <laughs> and, um, and, and that we would, all, during the episode, actually have no talk of any of those things. That it would be complete false advertisement. You know, like, hey, come on in. Listen to us tonight. We're talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then, you know, n- not do right. that. You know, you get them in the door with the promise of one thing. And then, you know, there, there's none of those things are, are there to deliver to them. 
Have you ever experienced something in your life that's like, this is the thing, it's something that's that, that's promised to you, but then it's just not there, like it just doesn't deliver? I hate to rehash and like <laughs> rehash. go back Please. to Do your thing, girl. To this. Girl, spill that tea again. Because we've moved on from this subject. But I'm still really frustrated that so much talk about SpongeBob at the Super Bowl. <laughs> girl! And then he was there for three seconds on that. He not wasn't even, even not there. even there. It was Squidward. There was nothing. I was hurt. Wait, I, was, I, don't, know, I don't know anything about this story. Okay. okay, so for like months, like since last year, the NFL like has tweeted. Adam Levine was tweeting like little snippets, little pics, screenshots of the super the episode of SpongeBob where he performs. Band geeks. Mm-hmm, band mm. geeks where he performs. My favorite episode. And with. <laughs> <laughs> and he performs in the bubble bowl with his like band and it's basically the Super Bowl and he's performed Sweet Victory and it's iconic and beautiful. Yeah. It's lovely. And they were like kind of making it seem like, oh, at the Super Bowl halftime show, keep your eye out because we're going to have gonna like a, we're well, going to have the Sweet Victory the moment. Because the NFL was having trouble finding a musical act. So everybody up on top of like them tweeting that out, everybody else on the internet was like, oh, you shouldn't have this. The perfect you should band. just do, perfect, you know, just do big, Sweet Victory. Yeah, Sweet Victory. It'll be great. So people signed a and that online would be the best day ever. petition. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was a petition. No, that's a different SpongeBob episode. Oh, <laughs> but that would have been to good, make too. To it happen. <laughs> and melody, after the creator of SpongeBob passed away, they figured, let's, you know, honor him. Stephen Hilver- mm-hmm. Hil- 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 And Hilenberg. you are, Lisa Monty, a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan. Yes, I Every love SpongeBob. Every baby is. So I'm just saying, I had expectations. Yes. And there was this thing, like, everybody's like, they're totally going to do this thing. And then the moment comes, and they have Squidward on the screen, and you're thinking something's going to happen. Like, here we Sweet go. Sweet victory's going to start. And they used it as a crap entrance for a bad rap. And then they just threw it. They soiled it. Soil it. In front of sicko mode, which isn't even a good song. Soil it. I'm so hurt. Okay, so, yeah, that's, and I see, I had heard something about SpongeBob, but I didn't know that there was, I think Adam Levine tweeting about SpongeBob Mm -hmm. coming is the same as Ja Rule telling you his festival's going to be great. Yeah, there you go. I think there's symmetry there. It was so frustrating. Okay, this is stupid. Was that Jackie that just did that, like, death (laughs) rattle? Jackie, Jackie, are you okay? No. There is no Jackie here, only Zool. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I did find a picture online the other day of Bill Murray in full Ghostbusters uniform. Current. So, have you seen it? I'm so pumped. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Have you ever had a bait and switch moment? Have you ever had a, like a what's what's in the box isn't what's on the box? I feel like I have, and I don't know why I can't think of oh, something. I know. What? Uh, Ghostbusters 2016. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped for that movie, like going into it, because I was like, oh, new Ghostbusters, and they're all female. That's cool. I didn't How care. Empowering. I didn't care that they were girls. I was excited because I have a new Ghostbusters movie, and then I watched it. And I'm like. This movie's kind of dumb, <laughs> and I'm really disappointed because I really wanted to like it because it's really talented people. But here we are. Similar, similar to what Nev just said, and we kind of talked about this on a previous episode. But Batman v Superman, yeah, I was yeah. so that excited, one. yeah, and that, that movie was, was just a big turd. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was a, my, that was my bait and switch. I was so mad. I'm still <laughs> mad about it. There was a there was a line in the um, and I don't know how many of you guys will get this. There was a line in the second. Uh, documentary I watched where they were talking about all the planning, the the people that were planning this big festival and stuff like that. They were saying basically 
there, there's no actual business. It's just guys being in business. They were running the whole thing like Entertainment 720. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, I just thought of something. So, something that you and I were a part of, Tony, and you could probably tell the story better oh, than I can. Oh, no, no, no. Please it. don't mention the Zoe Life Festival. The Zoe Festival. Life Festival. Yeah. Zoe, that was a, we, that we, was we a, were a part of our own fire festival a long time ago. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, uh, but, but, dude, no, it's crazy because people had such high expectations. Literally, there were, there were testimonies of people in these documentaries. People quit their jobs because they didn't <laughs> think they were going to be able to get the time off for this. Oh they quit God. their jobs. People sold everything that they owned. Like, this was people, people were, like, talking about, I sold everything I owned just so I can be a part. They had FOMO for something that didn't even exist. Wow. It wasn't even a thing. There was um, something I remember reading about this shortly after it happened, that there was a guy who won a raffle to like get a free ticket there and he was like middle class person so he was just enjoying himself watching all of these really rich kids freak out because he's uh, like he's like, like, he's like hey y'all got cheese sandwiches here that's <laughs> all right all right the worst what? thing was, you ain't hey you you ain't gonna finish that paris all right I'll eat that. the worst thing was afterwards after the whole thing had happened they uh didn't oh you can get it we'll give you a full refund or you could let it ride and get a ticket to a VIP ticket to next year's fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. And that's the thing, like you don't want to get fooled by that kind of stuff twice. A couple things that are stupid, but like I'll, I'll make an example. If you've ever bought like frozen food, like a hungry man oh. dinner. Yeah. Oh, the picture's like really good. The picture delicious. looks really good. Oh. Yeah. And then it never looks good on the inside. The brownie's always deflated by the time I get to it. <laughs> we we talked about this in, in youth a couple years ago, but inflatable pools, like they show yes. they show like on the mm. box, like, it's like look twelve at this feet pool. high. Everybody's in this splashing around, but you open it up and it's like knee it's high not, and it's, it's yeah. um we were talking about this earlier at least marie because i was inquiring about whether or not they had ice cream trucks in your childhood on the island Which beautiful was a weird conversation wait do this they have ice cream trucks on why on is Puerto that Rico? a thing that's surprising no. first off you live on an island how do they even get cars there number one right? second I, I never thought that they wouldn't until he brought up the fact that they might not have one so now i'm wondering and you're not answering the question when i asked least money who did have ice cream trucks in her childhood what her favorite kind of ice cream was she responded with the and like the characters like SpongeBob, which yeah. you see the picture on the wrapper of those things, and you oh, unwrap goodness. it, and they always look like some kind of weird, melty, yeah. Yeah. devil, <laughs> empty, dead eye, bubblegum eye, awful foot. That's things. why you get the screwball. That's what oh I always God. got that's was the screwball. Because yeah. you get bubblegum at the end of it. That's what I'm and saying. But those things, it's like supposed to be like a face. It was like, you do not look like a Ninja Turtle. No. You do not look like Tweety and Bird. The, and the gumballs in the in the, in the faces my... were always like chalky and they would break apart easily. Why is my Spider-Man purple? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was, there's a show. It just got canceled. And it's, again, not some, some of it's not pretty clean, but I love the concept of it. It's um, very similar to like an undercover boss or like oh one of gosh. these... Like helping people out kind of show. It's called Nathan for You. Yes, yeah. where this this comedian he goes to small businesses that are struggling and he offers them advice on how to turn their business around. But the joke is that he gives them terrible advice, oh, no. but they don't know it. They think they're on like a show that they're they gonna, like he's the expert and he's trying to help them, and and he gives them awful advice. Like it's here, so failing funny, gas Jackie, station. I so swear. good, Jack. Like oh, there's no. a failing gas station. You should offer a, a rebate for anyone who purchases gas. But in order to get the rebate, you have to go climb this mountain and get the rebate yeah uh he did he did one where he was helping a pizza restaurant uh by saying that their pro their promise was like if it's not there in 30 minutes it's free so he's like okay we can beat that if you really want to get people excited tell them that if it's not there in eight minutes they get a free pizza (laughs) and the guy's like we can't even like we can't even make the pizza that fast he goes no no no, just trust me because when you get there and they say hey this pizza's free 
you can show them that you just promised them a free pizza, not this pizza for free. So they oh. still have to pay for the pizza, and then you're going to give them this one-inch pizza for free. So these guys, these delivery guys are going to the door and they're trying to pull that off on people. It's like, oh, it's been more than eight minutes. He goes, that's right. So we're going to give you this free pizza as long as you pay for the other one. And people are getting mad and like threatening him with bodily harm Uh because he's like, come on, man. He's like, no, no. If you look, it doesn't say which pizza we're going to give you for free. It just says (laughs) a pizza for free. Bait and switch. You know, it's like you're promised a thing and then you get this other thing. And it's like, that's. Not what I signed up for. Now, I, w- I was thinking, and, and you know, whether it's SpongeBob SquarePants or whether it's the, you know, Melty Face Chocolate Ice Cream Bar or <laughs> whether it's, uh, you know, the Fire Festival or just the disappointment of a uh, Hungry Man Frozen Dinner, you know, whatever <laughs> it might be, or every infomercial ever, right? Oh, darn mm. you, Magic Bullet. You tricked me again. <laughs> I love my Magic Bullet. I was going to say Magic Bullets are great. But it, it, whatever it is that, like, seems like it's going to be one thing and then it turns out to be a- another thing. Um, I, I started thinking about this in the frame of our, our spiritual experience. When people come to church, when people come to Christ, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk more about church culture maybe than, than actually a relationship with Christ. But when, when you say, hey, come to church with me, what do you think people expect? Like if you said go to McDonald's, people know what to expect with McDonald's. They're going to expect mm-hmm. crappy hamburgers and good fries, right? That's, 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 that's the deal. It's the golden arches. And broken ice cream machine. We know, <laughs> we know what to expect at McDonald's, right? But um, when, when people come to church, what do you think from the outside? What do you think it says on the box? Like, what do you think their expectation is about what church is going to be? This might seem stupid. Go ahead. But just one thing that I've noticed when talking to people, like, at my job that don't go to church, one thing that they always seem to say is, I don't I don't have, like, nice enough clothes. Like, huh. I feel like a lot of people assume, like, you have to dress to impress at church, like I know that's like not spiritual or not stupid, but that's the one thing that I've heard like a recurring. I mean, I don't know that that's I don't know that that's stupid. I think that the people do have yeah. a thought that you know I can't just come as I am. Yeah. Well, that's how I grew up. Is at a church that was like that, and I think, and in fact, the the church that I used to go to was what I think people assume church is like. I used to go to an old school Baptist church where where there was mostly old people. It was like ninety eight percent old people, and the rest were all like middle aged people dragging their kids there. Which and it was everything was gray. The 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 wooden pews going across, you know. And we have no knock against that. No, 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 no. no. Everybody that's, has different flavors and different. You got a speeds. cool little, little setup and everything. But. but the but the idea is that that's that's sort of like maybe people assume that they're going to come into a church and it's going to be very, um, you know, cut and cut and dry, or maybe some organist sitting in the corner, yeah. you know, rocking mm-hmm. out in the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly or whatever it might be. <laughs> they may not expect a live band. Okay, yeah, maybe. And see, oh, see, yeah. we take some things for granted because mm-hmm. we're part of the church culture yeah. that we might not understand that other people don't. Some people, uh, it's always funny to me when people ask, like, what time is mass at your church? And I'm going, what time oh, is what? What mass? Oh, mass. That's, e that's, equals that's, MC squared? Yeah. <laughs> what mass? We, we, we oh, sent man. Jessica to mass. Is that, does that count? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, but we, we um, you know, that when people, people think about, like, what church is, I, I, I wonder if they, do they think that we have, like, a priest with robes and that he's going to, you know, come up and speak in Latin, you know, Spiritus mm-hmm. Santos, Hominus Dominus, people might not know what to expect if they've never come into the thing. I oh, think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think it also uh, stems from how church culture is shown in like media and right. TV mm-hmm. shows and maybe their experiences from kids yeah. or lack thereof because yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. they've never been to church and all they've experienced was how Christians and how churches are portrayed on TV, which is not always the case. Not always good um, either. No, not always good. Like when I describe our church to people, they don't expect me to say like yeah we've got like a live band like we don't read from hymnals we used to like back in the day 
I think. Yeah. Um, but like we don't before we don't, your time, but kid. way before my time. I know. I, I know. When we were moving buildings. We found some of the books. Yeah, so, but like we have like a live band. Yeah. Like we do, we do live music, and in a, a lot of churches, you know, even a little bit more progressive than ours in their media presentation stuff mm-hmm. with lights and sound and different things like that. I mean, there's a, a lot more of a concert environment. People may not expect that. Yeah. Um, you know, we we talk about people we get teased a little bit. Um, oh, you guys go to a Pentecostal church, and people just kind of maybe assume that if people aren't screaming and running the aisles and rolling on the altar like Which on the floor, I make sure to explain that <laughs> you know, to people. Do you have a snake? You have to wear jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, Lord. We, you do? Do we have to bring our own snakes, or do you provide them? Do I always so I, I can't cut my hair right yeah, uh, yeah women women don't wear jewelry and you know yeah you know and there's churches like that you yep. know we have some friends at, at, at church women don't wear pants at that church yep. they all wear long skirts you know they don't oh, wear they don't wear jewelry they don't goodness you know is- they don't wear makeup you know like that's just that's part of their church's tradition mm. least money when you came here from, from <laughs> <laughs> flashback when, when, you, when you say when, flashbacks are blasphemous flashback. oh when you came here from Puerto Rico what was the what was like was there a different experience like when you came into church it was like I didn't expect that yeah I grew up in a very strict Pentecostal environment where it was all of that the long skirts the no cutting of the hair the no like it was very strict and I had like a sense that coming over here I would encounter maybe a little more of a modern thing but I walked into my first youth service and I see like people in like bicycle shorts Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sorry about listen, that. I was com- <laughs> I was just trying to be comfortable. <laughs> and in just, bicycle shorts, <laughs> like things like that, and I was like, "What mm-hmm. is this? What kind of weird, like, blasphemous church is happening here?" <laughs> and but it's because depends I, on who's wearing the bicycle shorts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was that. I mean, you just sometimes you have an expectation of something, and it just doesn't work that way all the time it wasn't bad but it was different than what i thought it was gonna be yeah i remember my first night in youth group i wore like a button down like polo not polo but like a button down shirt and like nice pants because i thought that's how you were supposed to dress at church and i walked in there, i'm like i'm the nicest dressed person in here i'm wearing shorts <laughs> next he week. immediately threw that into reverse and came dressed like a homeless person was, for the next couple it years it was unrealistic like expectations, sure. you didn't know. But that, but that's the thing. It's not. It's not that anybody could expect you to have a realistic expectation if it's not your culture, especially if you have zero church background. You don't know what to expect. Maybe when you walk in there, you know, you don't know how you're going to be looked at. I mean, people might have the impression mm-hmm. that they're going to be immediately judged. Yeah, that, that someone's going to look down on them, or like if you don't. And Christians don't make this easy. You know, no. we have our own little code language. You know that we say certain things that normal people don't say, and and we have these certain thoughts that we know because we're part of it that other people just don't know. They don't take for granted, uh, especially in maybe a little more um, like liturgical churches where people, uh, you know, there's a lot more of like the stand up, sit down, and and mm-hmm. you know, reciting and the kind of call back and forth, uh, you know, as as that church tradition dictates. Um, if you don't know what that is, I remember I, I, I'm my my goddaughter. Um, we went to her christening in their Episcopal. And I had never been to an Episcopal church on a Sunday morning before, not not as long as I can remember. And boy, howdy, they did lots of stuff that everybody knew what they were doing except for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a licensed minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I am I am ordained to preach, teach, and publish, defend the gospel. I can baptize people. I can administer the sacrament of Holy Communion. I have no idea what I'm doing here right now, you guys. I am lost. Um, because I didn't know what the, what the church culture was. But I'm thinking if you come in cold and you all you have is what TV has taught you, mm-hmm. this would be a really tough 
nut to crack, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I'm, I'm trying to think, and there's a positive spin on this and, and maybe a negative one on it. And the, the positive angle is we're not all, like if you come in here, there's not some prerequisite that you've got to uh, vote Republican or that you've got to, uh, your favorite book has to be Purpose Driven Life or that you have to have heated social media debates with evolutionists or um, your kids don't have to be homeschooled, you know, or you don't have to uh, have have burned your Harry Potter books or, or whatever the thing might be, you know, that people are generally accepting and, 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 and people do come in from all different backgrounds and areas. And that's a positive thing. I think that, that people maybe misconceive what church is all about, but I want to flip it to the other side. I want to talk about sometimes when maybe we promise things like fire festival that we promise things that people can expect when they come into God's house or when they come into the church culture or they come into a relationship with Christ that just aren't realistic. The beachfront villas that we might be selling that don't actually exist. And this is a harder one to really be honest about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we make promises that if you follow Christ, then you can expect this or you can count on this or this is going to happen for you. That just aren't real. That just aren't realistic. Can you think of anything like that? Maybe <laughs> maybe checks that we write that, that we just don't have any business cashing? Well, I think that the common thing is just, you know, I think there's this equation made that if you're Christian, you're just happy. Like, your life is just, there's yeah. no troubles. There's no problems. You have God, so then suddenly everything just melts away and is perfectly. <laughs> yep, that's what like, I was gonna say. Yeah, have you? Has that been your experience? No. <laughs> well, then clearly you're doing it wrong. Maybe the moment I was saved, but then it's, it's been on and off. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. I mean, I think that people do have this thought. Like we try to market it. Like, well, if you just put your trust in Jesus, all your problems will just fade away. Mm. Uh, you won't. You won't have stress. You won't have struggle. Um, your hair will grow back. Your kids will like you. Whatever the thing is that, that kids will like you know, you. whatever it is that, that, that you need, you know, you're going to come find yourself a man, a godly man in church. Whatever the thing, you know, you're you're if you just put that dollar in the offering plate, there's going to be a check in the mail for you tomorrow for a hundred dollars. <laughs> praise God. You know, and people I've heard people say these things before. I pay my tithes every week and God provides for me wonderfully, mm-hmm. but I've never done that. I'm going to put that extra dollar in. They get that hundred dollars, but you know, like, like there's, there's been a lot of promises that have been made that I don't think are what Jesus was actually promising to, to the church because Jesus didn't promise us that our life would be better for following mm-hmm. him. No, he actually said they'll hate you. you. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to they hate you. you. He's like, prepare yourself. You <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hey, look, uh, they hate, Worse. they hate, are going to hate you, but it's okay. They hate me too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus even says that, you know, when, when we look at, at some of the verses that he, it's, you know, famous verses, um, we know Jesus says, look, don't be, don't be upset. I've overcome the world. Right. I've, but he, but he, but he says that in the context of in this world, you will have troubles. He says, I've told you that, you know, in uh, John 16, 33, he says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say, take heart, I've overcome the world, and now you don't have to have any troubles. He mm-hmm. didn't say, in this world, you would have had troubles, except for that I overcame the world. Those two things exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we tell people, all your troubles are going to go away if you'll just trust in Jesus. And then maybe people say, well, I'll give him a try. But then they wake up with the same addictions or the same hurts or the same struggles or the same loneliness. And it doesn't just go away like you're clicking your ruby slippers together. Hmm. You know, sometimes you do have to walk that out. Sometimes you do have a thorn in your flesh that it doesn't go away. And you have to just keep your eyes focused and say, yet your grace is sufficient for me. Like, even though I don't have what I'm looking for, 
I can still trust in you. Though I though I perish, I, I, I will trust in you. Though you slay me, I will trust in you. And um and, and I think that that we have to be careful that what we offer people is not like here's your get out of jail free card, here's your uh, throwing life into easy mode card, but that we tell people life is hard, life is tough, but God gives you the hope and He gives you the strength to stand, and having done all to stand, that to to power through it and to to know that even when things get a little shaky and get a little wobbly, you won't be overcome. When the when the storms rise up, that God will lift up a standard. He'll protect you. He'll he'll lift you up, and and he'll strengthen you. You'll be like a tree by the water, and 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 it doesn't exclude you from the struggles of life. Because you read the Bible, it didn't exclude any of his people from the problems that they had. Like if you look through the greatest heroes of the Bible, dude, I wouldn't trade places with any single <laughs> one of them. Like mm-hmm. that is straight up suck for all of them. Mm-hmm. It was tough going, man. But. I just think that sometimes we get this pie in the sky idea that we want to tell people, trust in Jesus and he'll make it all better. And he does, but maybe not in the way that we expect. Yeah. And it's good to have realistic boundaries and, and know and understand. Uh, let me read a scripture for you. Matthew chapter 5, you guys have heard this. Um, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And we can look at that and say, look, it's good for us and it's bad. it's bad for us. It's good for them and it's bad for them. I mean, life happens to all people, right? Yes. But if you look at it in context, this is what Jesus is really promising. This is what church really, really is. This is what Christianity really looks like. In the context, that verse says this, starting Matthew 5, 41. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Not even the tax collectors are doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even pagans do that? And then he concludes with this. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So that perfection doesn't mean that your circumstances are somehow perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that nobody's going to ask you to walk a mile and Which you're not going to have to walk to Matthew 5, 41 through 48. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have enemies. It doesn't mean you're not going to have people that strike your cheek and you have to offer the other one. It, it doesn't mean that you're, you're not going to have people who, who dislike you. But what it means is that you're going to have the supernatural power to do the right thing even in the wrong moment, to, to do the right thing even when you don't have the right stuff, to, to stand even when things aren't easy. And it's impossible to do that without God's help, but but coming into the church and coming into fellowship with believers, coming into a relationship with Christ means you have access to God's help. And he told us these things so that we can have peace. Having peace doesn't mean that there is peace. It means that we have peace. That's why it's so great. We have these treasures in earthen vessels, in jars of clay, in crude instrument, you know, pots, and it shows that the power comes from God and not from us. That's why we're testimonies to his goodness, because things aren't always great, but God is always great. Yes. And and in the middle of my struggles, if if I can't make my pains and my hurts and my sense of loss or, or whatever it is, if I can't make the circumstances of this world go away, then the one thing I want is I want to be anchored to the one that's going to get me through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if it's like when they do these car safety tests, you know, you see them like slam cars in the wall with the, mm-hmm. the dummies and stuff like that on it. Like you never know if you get into an accident, but if you do, you want to be in the vehicle that's going to protect you the most, right? Yes. 
Like you want to be in the car that's going to keep you from from getting dead. Every, everybody yeah. wants to go to heaven. <laughs> no but nobody wants want to dead, right? Yeah. So that's you. You want the thing that's going to look, man. The the floods are going to are going to rise, man, and, and the fire is going to be hot, and we're going to have to walk through it. But you know, don't be afraid. We walk through the water. We walk through the flood, and and we won't be swept away, and we won't be burned because uh, God is with us. I'll, I'll give you a final encouragement, then I'll I'll let you guys respond if you if you see fit. Second Timothy chapter three verses ten through fifteen. This is. Paul, speaking to Timothy, says, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Leicester, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. How to, from your infancy you've learned the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So there's your sales pitch, Fire Festival. There's how you get people, hey, go stand at the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Come follow Jesus. If you want to live a godly life, you'll be persecuted. <laughs> like, that's not a sales pitch. But the way that we compel them to come in is not by telling them, come on in, it sucks in here too. The way that we do it is by showing them that when things suck, we can stand. Mm -hmm. We demonstrate by showing them that when things are un unpleasant, we still have joy. Mm -hmm. It's by walking it out every day so the people that see us and know us can see in our lives, yes, sometimes the ship gets upside down, but we always stay right side up. Mm -hmm. And and that's how we know. That's how they know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Final thoughts. I think that we... The big point in that is just to remember our faith it revolves on a promise and promise is not instant. A promise is a promise. It's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. It's you're going to go through this, but I guarantee you that the outcome of it, not necessarily the outcome of the circumstance that we're currently in or whatever we're facing in this very moment, but the outcome of this life, of this existence, of our eternity is the promise that whatever we went through here it's minimal in comparison to the blessing that God has promised for us in the future. And I think that's what we need to hold on to. And remember when, especially when encouraging new believers, it's not that it's necessarily going to make life right now in this very instant <laughs> yeah. so much more perfect. But when you're facing all that hardship and you're going through all these troubles, isn't it so comforting to know that, mm -hmm. that all of that is just going to be nothing one day and there is going to be actual joy and peace and promise. I think that's beautiful. I, I talk about that a lot in small groups with our students on how much comfort we can find in God. Like when we're reading scripture on like how much that God loves us and all these things. Like I find it such a comfort that God knows every little thing about me. Yeah. Like it's, it's so reassuring to know that nothing is a surprise to him. Your, your bad day, wasn't like oh my gosh they had a bad day i have to do something now like no like he knew it was going to happen and he already figured out what the solution is like Most he definitely. already had everything figured out and i love 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 that gives me such a such a peace and a comfort as i go through anything i've seen you go through some situations and i believe that about you like i believe that you believe that and, and that, that gives me strength that gives me encouragement i see it in you i believe in jesus but i believe in jesus more because the way i see you walk him out jackie and 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 the rest of you as well really great input really one last thing before we we shut this thing down and i know that we're, we're at, at our time limit right now but um we were all in uh, uh, we were going to talk about the bahamas we were all in the bahamas we had two ports of call yes. we had nassau and freeport and we can all agree 
that one was better than the other. But I, I went back retroactively in the same way that you go back after the Fire Festival debacle and look at their earlier promos. You go, oh, wow. So I looked at what the website for our cruise ship advertised Freeport as. I'm going to show you some pictures. I know it's an audio podcast, but I'm going to show you the pictures. Let me read you the text. Hi, I'm Freeport. Hi. When you've been in business as long as I have, you learned a thing or two about fun and sun. From resorts to historical sites to homemade red pepper sauce, I've mastered it all. I practically have a PhD in history and heritage to are my lighthouses, caves, and geological wonders. I'll wow you with interesting facts and details. I've got this amazement thing down pat. Yes, a beach day includes sun, sand, and surf. But to master the beach surf. day, I've added trampolines, volleyball, chess games under palm trees, a bit of yay, and a heap of yippee. That's mm -hmm. how you do a beach day. Look at these pictures. What the crap is that? That ain't Freeport. I didn't experience any of that garbage. Well, that might be the island, the part of the island that we did not go yeah, to. Yeah, clearly. The one we couldn't afford. The one, I'm, no, I'm just telling you, like, even if we got to this, like, even if we went to this part of the island, assuming that it exists... You guys saw where we landed that boat. What would we, we had a drive-through? It was an industrial industrial park. slash ghetto to get there. Yes. The, the point is this: they told us this is what Freeport was going to look like. Mm -hmm. They when we got there, that's not what it looked like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know better now because you've seen it on the inside. So here's the last thing I want to I want to caution you: people don't know what the inside of church might look like, but they do when they look at your life. Mm. So make sure that you're living a life that shows what a relationship with Christ looks like. You are the advertisement. Don't fool them. Don't show them something that's not real. Don't show them something that they can't count on because they won't allow themselves to be fooled a second time outside of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. If they see inconsistency in you, they're going to assume there's inconsistency in Christ. If they see uh, hollow promises in you, they're going to assume that that's the same for him. So my challenge to you is live that standard live that invitation live that welcome and make sure that people know what's going on, on the inside you are not in their way you are their way in and that's our time for tonight thank you guys so much for taking this journey with us through this flaming fire festival completely <laughs> vacant of both sex drugs and rock and roll uh we thank you guys again for being with us next time episode 85 you guys know what that means yes it's an all play uh, episode. we haven't done one of those in so long yeah. it's been 10, 10 episodes. episodes i've done only one it's an all play episode uh we want you guys to be with us next time as we'll we'll play some games you'll uh, you'll hear in the in between i have a game for you have it a ga fantastic uh like share subscribe follow us online on all the social medias uh don't forget to check out our patreon page and uh help sponsor our <laughs> megacon are you everybody okay sorry <laughs> it's all right no whatever i'm so excited for megacon we uh we love you guys we are so thankful that you're listening if you made it this point you are our personal heroes for the nerd of god cast steve supremo bazinga big man quentin neff goodbye Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Lovely lady, Lee Smotty. Make good choices. Nicholas W. Sadler. Goodbye. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't, can't stay here. here. Sweet. Sweet.